Welcome to That Weekend Feeling with Darren Mann. It is That Weekend Feeling with Darren Mann today, catching up with the voice of golf in South Africa, the voice of the Sunshine Tour. He's a man originally from these parts, Derek Alberts, up in Joburg these days. How are you doing? I'm very well, D. How are you? 100%. You made your name in radio. We will have heard, listeners will have heard your voice on Supersport Blitz channel as well. Now it's golf. You enjoying that? Yeah, I'm loving it. Absolutely loving it. The golf bug bit about uh, maybe just over two years ago. And uh, yeah, I absolutely fell in love with the sport. So played it nonstop. I'm not very good, but uh, I've become a, an absolute disciple of it. And I mean, I used to follow it when I was very, very young. I uh, pretty much follow every okay. sport. But uh Golf just uh, completely took over my life. And uh, thankfully, it's now taken over my career as well. Fantastic. So let me get this straight. You get flown around from golf course to golf course, and you get paid to talk about the game you love. It must be hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really, really nice. Um, although this weekend, I'm not flying, so I'm driving. I'm off to Limpopo, the Limpopo Championship. So it's about a hop, skip, and a jump. It's a, what's a driver pitching which Well, for me, two driver <laughs> Fairway driver and then the pitching wedge over to the popo. <laughs> talk, to, talk to us about the transition from uh, you cut your broadcasting teeth on radio and then you did some work with Supersport. How did you transition from there to where you are now? Well, I've always been kind of a, a jack of all trades master of that when it comes to, to sport and Supersport. So uh, rugby, I do a lot of. Cricket, of course, was pretty much where I first cut my teeth uh, when I moved up to Joburg. And I, I think the transition's been fairly smooth. It helps that I play it. Uh, look, cricket, I always thought that I'd be found out given that I never really played the game at a, at a very high level. Whereas rugby, uh, I, I played a bit for a provincial level at, 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 during school days. Sure. So, so that was pretty cool. I mean, I, I kind of knew the game. I, I just felt that from a commentary side, 80 minutes is just too fast to, to speak about anything. It's just literally 80 minutes nonstop just saying people's names. Uh, whereas the golf side, uh, it allowed me to be a lot more conversational. And uh, I've got a, a production company, and, and like we're doing now, I host a whole lot of podcasts. So as a result, we talk a hell of a lot. So, you know, I, I enjoyed that facet of, of the commentary, which which was missing from the rugby side. Uh, you didn't really have a chance to, to bring about a, an opinion or ask a question. Uh, whereas golf, of course, you're sitting there for five, six hours. And, and I'm alongside the likes of Dale Hayes, Alan Michelle, also have a lot of DP World Tour guys coming up, and it really helps because, yeah, I mean, for me, being being a guy who's always wanting to know as, as much as I possibly can, uh, I can never tell people how a player is going to play a shot because that I'll leave to the experts like the Dales and the Allens who, who have been there and done that. Sure. And and I love gauging their opinion and, and what they reckon is going to happen. Uh, and and nine times out of ten, they, they get it spot on, and, and I just sit there in awe because... Uh, it's a wonderful game, and it's it's wonderful to be sitting next to experts to, to tell you exactly how it's going to play out. So granted, five or six hours of microphone time, golf versus 80 minutes over rugby. I get it. You can be more conversational. But I'm thinking it brings its own unique challenges as well. The first one that comes to mind is you get some golf viewers who watch the entire tournament from start to finish. You get others who just pop in and grab a snippet five or six minutes every hour. How do you avoid repeating things so that you don't annoy those who watch for a long time, yet at the same time, make it possible for those who just check in from time to time to know what's going on? Yeah, it's, it's incredibly difficult. I remember the, the late, great Bill McLaren, the famous rugby commentator, he had a quote, which I used to live by in terms of preparation, saying for every minute of rugby he would commentate, he would prep one hour. So 
you can do the math. It's a whole lot of prep. And that's just for an 80-minute game. So now you're talking about five, six hours. There's a lot of prep that goes in. So you need to know about everyone. And, and also, you know, dead air doesn't necessarily mean uh, bad commentary because, you know, if you've got nothing to say, you don't need to fill it with words. Mm. You can let the pictures do the talking. So that often not, not you can you can just watch exactly what players out and let the viewers make their own opinions. But uh, you know, ideally, you don't want to repeat the same things. But uh, if, if a guy gets two holes in one and, uh, over the course of a round, uh, you're going to be repeating that he, he shot an ace twice. Uh, but, but it does happen. But ideally, you want to try and make everything unique, irrespective of whether someone's watching for five minutes or five hours. Do you get any insights into the game from the professionals? Because I presume you're rubbing shoulders with a lot of them now and getting their opinions on things like the Live Tour, for example, is always top of mind. Yeah, I think that's actually the best part for me because, you know, you can read so many things on, on Wikipedia or Google and you can find out stats, etc. And, and that's fine, but anyone can really do that. My, my favorite is to be down at breakfast with the players and catch up with them in the morning when, say, for instance, I was at the... Uh, it was the blue label at Sun City and uh, heading into the final round uh, we had uh, oh man I, I forget the guy's surname now Stephen um, uh, was there at he was leading and mm. we sat at breakfast and I chatted to him and it was really off the cuff and it was great getting his insight as to you know how did he sleep overnight and you know what was he expected to do that day and he ended up winning um, in, in dramatic fashion that was really cool so I always try and get uh, players off the course to, to try and get their opinions and, and also pro-ams and things help. So I played at the Zabula Pro-Am a couple of weeks back and my partner was Ben Follett-Smith who yeah. two weeks prior had won over in Cape Town at Royal Cape and that was his second Sunshine Tour victory and finally second at, at that tournament. So I, I said to him, look, you know, this is going to be five, six hours of golf um, but this is basically your chance to advertise yourself to me as much as you possibly can so that when you are on the field, I'm talking about you about things that people can't go look up on the internet. And and that's that's the best part for me is, is just trying to gauge um, some some personality from them beyond that you can what you can read in a piece of paper. And, and, and similarly enough, it was straight after we were over at St. Francis and Matthew Baldwin ended up winning. And the next day uh, I caught up with him and he was sitting outside his hotel in Monty. And, and, and we caught up with a, with a long discussion. And again, it's purely, well, firstly, to get to know the guy. And secondly, to, to be able to talk a bit more about them when, uh, when they are on the field and there is a bit of time when they're not playing and, and you can give a, a, a bit more deeper insight. So, so that really, really helps. And, and as far as Liv's concerned, uh, I, I mean, from my own personal opinion, I'm I'm a fan. I think anything that shakes up the institution is, is a good thing because, it, like we've seen, it, it's promoted that the PGA has spurred them into a bit of action. I think was, they were resting on their laurels for quite a while. And I think from the players' perspective, especially on the Sunshine Tour, they, I mean, they just love the fact that it's brought more money into the game and it's prompted other tours to, to bring in more cash too. So I think it's win-win across the board. Recently, you had St. Francis Links, the SDC Championship. It was a Sunshine Tour event co-sanctioned by the DP World Tour, formerly known as the, the Euro Tour. And uh, it must be really nice for you to come back to these parts where you are originally from. You get a chance to catch up with friends and family. Uh, it's wonderful. I mean, I caught up with you. We spent a lot of time together over at St. Francis. And, and I was actually there two weeks prior as well because I was there for uh, the tournament at Jumwood. And both courses looking spectacular. And it's so amazing. A good friend of ours, Michael Arthur, was saying, 
straight after the tournament ended at St. Francis. He said, you know, what a great advertisement it is for the Eastern Cape because mm. you had two tournaments over the space of three weeks and two of uh, the best in the world. You had the Humid Links and you had the St. Francis Links. And, and the coverage involved is amazing. You get the aerial shots. The beauty is is beyond expectation. And, you know, this is being broadcast to the entire world. So you have Europeans watching and they think, wow, you know, because uh, a lot of the time they think about uh, Gary Player, a country club, they think about uh, the Fancourt Links, and then they see these hidden gems, which, of course, to us isn't hidden. But they watch this and they go, wow, what a spectacular place. And I actually heard something interesting. I, I don't know how true it is, but one of the, the DP World Tour officials that was down in St. Francis, he had a look around quickly and he said, this place is spectacular. <laughs> and he went, he, he, he put in a, a, an offer for a house there. He said, you don't understand the value for money. He says, I can't, what I could spend here for, for a four-bedroom house overlooking the eighth fairway, uh, I can't get a, a one-bedroom flat in London back home. So he says this place is just paradise on earth. And another point, I was actually over at uh, uh, Fan Court the other day, and we're there for the Die Data program. And another uh, another official from the DP World Tour, he came down and he looked at the setup because, of course, Fan Court's home to to three spectacular golfers, and his uh, golf courses. And he was looking around, and and he said, you know, in England, our blue chip course is Wentworth. He says, Wentworth has nothing on this place. So we all know that we've got the great, some of the greatest courses in the world. It's just uh, great that we're able to now publicize it to the world. Yeah, and always good to hear it from uh, an unbiased perspective. Derek, your personal situation. I know you've got a daughter, you have a partner, all this traveling. Do you need to juggle a few balls at the same time? How do you do it? Uh, I do, I do. But, you know, I've, I've got a great girlfriend and cat. And uh, Ash, I see plenty, and Kat and Ash get on very, very well. Um, Ash's mom is very understanding as well. So uh, I actually just dropped Ash off at school, and I'm on my way to, to go play golf, funny enough, at Kalani. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we, we make it work. Uh, so, and again, it's, I, I don't want to say living the dream, but it, it, it's a really nice position to be in. So hit the road again on, on Friday for Limpopo back at the end of the weekend and as soon as I can I'm, I'm spending time with Ash once again so the, the group of us make sure that it is possible for, for me to be able to do it we'll travel safely to Limpopo hope to catch up with you again soon in these parts and uh, thanks for joining us on that weekend feeling Derek yeah absolute pleasure thanks Dee and great spending time with you in St Francis and I think I might be back in P in a couple of weeks time for the SA Nationals for swimming so uh, we'll catch up then too that was that weekend feeling with Darren Mann.